everyone. Welcome to Mercy Talk. I am one of your hosts, Melanie Wise. And I'm your other host, Jen Otero. Mercy Talk is presented to you by Mercy Multiplied, a nonprofit Christian organization that is committed to seeing hope restored and lives transformed through the love and power of Christ. Since 1983, Mercy has helped thousands of young women break free from life-controlling behaviors and struggles through our free-of-charge, biblically-based residential program. That's right. And Mercy's outreach activities are designed to educate, equip, and empower men and women of all ages to live free and to stay free. So on Mercy Talk, we want to tackle real-life issues and everyday struggles that affect our lives by applying the same biblically-based principles of freedom that we've seen effectively change lives for 35 years. To find out more, go to mercymultiplied.com. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Mercy Multiplied. everyone. Welcome back to Mercy Talk. We are kind of in the middle of a little, I don't know if we call this a series or not, sure. as much as just a Christmas themed month, because it is in fact Christmas season. <laughs> it is. <laughs> so yeah, we got creative. Um, but we just were talking, you know, before um, this month hit just about kind of what we wanted to do with podcast. And we just were talking about how it can be so easy, even if you're reading your little Christmas devotional in the morning or, or whatever. Advent or whatever. Sure, doing mm-hmm. your Advent calendar with your fam to just so quickly and easily lose lose the focus because yeah. as soon as you finish the book or you, you know, whatever you're doing, like you're back into crazy town That's right. of this year. And it's just really, really hard. And so we just thought, you know what? I think what people sometimes most often want or just need in this season is just one more little reminder about what this is all about mm-hmm. and what's underneath all of this. And that's kind of what... Last week, we talked a lot about, um, from a a Matt Chandler Christmas Eve service, just about um, what the beauty and the depth and the meaning of this season. And if you miss that, you kind of miss it all. Yeah. I think he said, if you miss all that, it's just another Tuesday. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know? That's right. You're just, your house is dirtier and you're in debt. Mm -hmm. So... Um, so anyway, that was kind of the focus of last week. And we just decided we were going to all pull up kind of our favorite devotionals or... For me, it was a teaching that I'd heard of this season to just encourage people with. And so we're just taking turns. It's yep. basically what we're doing. And so we today are going to be letting our um, brand new, well, not brand new anymore. It's been around You're for a little so while. Brand new. It's like a month. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's been like... a little bit. But we have a still new overall to us team member in outreach named Rachel. <laughs> named Rachel. Named Rachel. Um, her name is Rachel. Name, yes. <laughs> and we are just thrilled and excited. And if you've been with us for the last few weeks, you've already met Rachel. But yep. for those of you who haven't, basically, Rachel's just going to be, I mean, running the show today. Yeah. So it's going to share just Crack a devotional whip, yeah. that <laughs> has, has been meaningful for her. And so, Rachel. Yes, ma'am. Take it away. All right, friend. I'm excited. This is this is kind of fun to like dig up, you know, something mm-hmm. that is meaningful and like I think carries a little history with you, you know, obviously yeah. something that has made an impact. Um, and so... I apologize if this sounds like the NPR hour with Rachel for like <laughs> 10 minutes because it's going to sound like that for 10 minutes. <laughs> because one of my favorites um, is is Max Locato. Mm. He is a fellow Texan. Yes, he is. And a pastor at Oak Hills in San Antonio and Texas. And he is just such a storyteller's mm-hmm. heart. Mm-hmm. You know, if you've ever read anything or heard him speak, I feel like when I have heard him, I feel like. I'm reminded of the kindness of God. Yeah. You know, there's just a kindness and a gentleness in his voice and even Mm -hmm. in his phrasing. Mm -hmm. And there's one specific writing I remember when I was in high school that just really, 
struck me in a new way. And that was, um, his book, God came near Mm. and it was just excerpts and monologues of just some ponderings. Like what if Gabriel asked like 20 questions, like, God, why did you choose Mary? Why did you do, you know, um, and Mary even some ponderings of hers, but I think to kind of get to that creative imaginative space just helps you to appreciate new, just the story of the gospel in a new way. Mm -hmm. And so this is one of my favorites and it's called just a moment. And I remember this was read several times at uh, my church in, in high school that I went to. And it just always, I don't know, brought me back to this place of like, God was really a baby. Like mm. God was really a, mm. a, he came down and like has had toenails and I right. mean, you know, like baby, baby, no, about baby. Toenails. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for that. That is the thing. Yeah. I know. But like, what? <laughs> he had body odor. I mean, I know that sounds irreverent, but it's true. Like mm-hmm. he was a person. Mm-hmm. People have that. Mm-hmm. You know, all people. Anyways, <laughs> bless. I, I will, I will get on with this. So I'm going to, I'm going to read just this little excerpt, uh, from God came near and it's just a moment by Max Locato. And it starts like this. It says it all happened in a moment, a most remarkable moment. As moments go, that one appeared no different than any other. If you could somehow pick it up off the timeline and examine it, it would look exactly like the ones that have passed while you've read these words. It came when it went. It was preceded and succeeded by others just like it. It was one of the countless moments that have marked time since eternity became measurable. But in reality, that moment, that particular moment was like none other. For through that segment of time, a spectacular thing occurred. God became a man. While the creatures of earth walked unaware, divinity arrived. Heaven opened herself and placed her most precious one in a human womb. The omnipotent in one instant made himself breakable. He who had been spirit became pierceable. He who was larger than the universe became an embryo. And he who sustains the world with a word chose to be dependent upon the nourishment of a young girl. God as a fetus. Holiness sleeping in a womb, the creator of life being created. God was given, this is not to the toenail part, uh, eyebrows, <laughs> elbows, two kidneys, and a spleen. Mm. He stretched against the walls and floated in the amniotic fluids of his mother. God had come near. He came, not as a flash of light or as an unapproachable conqueror, but as one who first cries were heard by a peasant girl and a sleepy carpenter. The hands that first held him were unmanicured, calloused, and dirty. No silk, no ivory, no hype, no party, no hoopla. Were it not for the shepherds, there would have been no reception. And were it not for a group of stargazers, there would have been no gifts. Angels watched as Mary changed God's diaper. The universe watched with wonder as the Almighty learned to walk. Children played in the streets with him. And had the synagogue leader in Nazareth known who was listening to his sermons. (laughs) Jesus may have had pimples. He may have been tone deaf. I don't know, perhaps a girl down the street had a crush on him or vice versa. It could have been that his knees were bony. (laughs) One thing's for sure, though. He was, while completely divine, completely human. Mm, So good. For 33 years, he would feel everything you and I have ever felt. He felt weak. He grew weary. He was afraid of failure. He was susceptible to wooing women. He got colds and burped and had body odor. There's the body odor. (laughs) His feelings got hurt. His feet got tired and his head ached. To think of Jesus in such a light is, well, it seems almost irreverent, doesn't it? It's not something we like to do. It's uncomfortable. It's much easier to keep the humanity out of the incarnation, clean the manure from around the manger, wipe the sweat out of the eyes, pretend he never snored or blew his nose or hit his thumb with a hammer. He's easier to stomach that way. 
There's something about keeping him divine that keeps him distant, packaged, and predictable. Hmm. But don't do it. For heaven's sake, don't. Let him be as human as he intended to be. Let him into the mire and muck of our world. For only if we let him in can he pull us out. Listen to him. Love your neighbor was spoken by a man whose neighbors tried to kill him. The challenge to leave family for the gospel was issued by one who kissed his mother goodbye in the doorway. Pray for those who persecute you came from the lips that would soon be begging God to forgive his murderers. I'm with you always are the words of a God who in one instance did the impossible to make it all possible for you and me. It all happened in a moment. In one moment, a most remarkable moment, the word became flesh. There will be another. The world will see another instantaneous transformation. You see, in becoming man, God made it possible for man to see God. When Jesus went home, he left the back door open, so to speak. As a result, we will all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye. The first moment of transformation went unnoticed by the world, but you can bet your sweet September, that is so the Texan in him right there, (laughs) the next time you use the phrase, just a moment, remember that's all the time it will take to change the world. And the verse that comes to mind when I read this every time is in Philippians 2, and it says, starting at verse 5, you must have the same attitude that Jesus Christ had. And just reading that, this makes so much more sense. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, human form, sorry, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on the cross. Mm-hmm. And you think, man, like he, he humbled himself. That means that he had to accept all of those human nuances, like those, mm-hmm. yeah. like the limitations and the, yeah. 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 It just, you know, the, like we talked about the toenails, the body odor, the the sweat, just the things that are part of being a human being. And so I just I had a couple questions that always come to mind when I go in, into this season. But for sure, when I read that excerpt is like, in what ways have I kept or tried to keep the humanity out of the story of the gospel? Mm-hmm. That's good. Like, in what ways have we cleaned that up? Because for sure, I mean, even as you were reading the stuff about like his humanity, I was kind of like getting like, eh, I know. Uh, and then you, and then you said, or you read the part that's like, we don't really like this, do we? I'm like, no, I do not. Thank you. <laughs> you read my mind. No, this is not comfortable for <laughs> no. me. Yeah. And so there was that piece of just realizing, whoa, I really, I'm so much more comfortable talking about the divinity. And, yeah. but then whenever you do that, how much are you missing of him like actually coming to you right. and to us? Like that was, oof. <sighs> Well, I Max. think is the thought that comes to mind is even a couple of years ago, I remember the Lord showing me the difference between us understanding that he doesn't heal us or save us out of obligation because mm. he's our savior. Because we often think, okay, out of divinity, you came, you came to earth in the form of a baby, you grew up and you died on the cross and rose again. Like we make yeah. it very point by point by point, very linear Yeah, where he's my savior. That was an obligation. That's what he did. That was his role. But if we can begin to understand him in this way, mm. we begin to understand he does this out of a place of compassion. Mm. Like when he says he gets it and he understands he's not kidding. Yeah. Like this isn't just a head knowledge that Jesus carries. It's an experiential thing. And when we can come to him in a place of understanding, like you get it, Lord, you understand the difficulty and the 
hardship and whether it's forgiveness or whatever it is that you're calling me to, Lord, you get it. Like you understand. Yeah. And so if we can approach him as a savior in that way, mm. where we understand that he understands, yeah. it changes so much about our interaction and even then what we're able to receive from him. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so good. It's just super cool. Yeah. So, so good. So another question that I think of at this time is, um, how is the story of the gospel seen even at the birth at the birth? Mm-hmm. So we always think, like you said, the gospel is Jesus came and died and rose again. Right. And mm-hmm. that's true. But I think you can see it from the very beginning. And mm-hmm. actually even before that, like since you know, God's plan of redemption was set into motion, him coming in and making things new in his plan of restoration. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and even at in the manger of him setting aside his his, you know, divinity and coming down, showing us that God was actually, he was, he was reaching down into our mess mm-hmm. and seeing that, that that's even applicable there, like yeah. in the manger. Yeah. So good. The way he humbled himself. It's huge. Yeah. Oh. yeah. And like you said, the fact that he, not only does he understand, but he has compassion. He has mm-hmm. empathy. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. that's huge. Mm-hmm. Um, and Hebrews, it talks about, we have a, a great high priest that understands, he can sympathize with our weakness yes. yeah. because he had, mm-hmm. he's, you know, felt that. And I think one of my favorite things about, if you've seen the passion, mm-hmm. seeing that movie, and I know some of that, like, is taken to make a movie, you know, where that was some right. of the speculation, like, did Jesus look like this? Did he do, you know, I don't know. But one of my favorite things in that movie is just the way he interacted with his mom, Yeah, you know, like wrapping his arms around her and kissing her. And I don't know. I just think like Jesus mm-hmm. did that. You know, yeah. I mean, he was, he, he came as a, as a human. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's so many yeah. facets and pieces to this, which is so good. Rachel, thank you for that. Yeah, oh, that, man, was that was so fun. good. And that's some really good questions for us to even be thinking on. Yep. Because like we said at the beginning, even as we do these each week, there's just a place of going, okay, Lord, help me to come back to what the season is really about. And not just the funny sign in the front yard that says Jesus is the reason for the season. Yes, we know that. <laughs> right. But how do I, as the son or daughter of God, really pull back and be reminded? Mm-hmm. You know, I was even reading the Christmas story just recently in a different translation of the Bible and looking at some of the footnotes and some of the things that we just miss in the Christmas story when you really look at some of the um, background of things and different, there's so many different pieces that God doesn't miss a detail. And I think we can tend to kind of keep a high level surface. Mm -hmm. This is what I kind of do every single year. Mm -hmm. How do we begin to kind of poke at some things and poke at ourselves a little bit to go, Lord, come in and show me some other pieces Mm -hmm. and some things that maybe I'm not seeing. So hopefully this has been an encouragement to you as you're probably running around doing what you're doing this this month. We just want to bless you in that. And we hope, as always, that you will join us again next week. We hope you enjoyed the show today. If you have any thoughts or questions about what we discussed, or if you'd like to share your ideas for future podcast topics, please let us know by emailing us at mercytalk at mercymultiply.com. And if you're enjoying Mercy Talk, be sure that you go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe and to leave us a five-star review. We also want to remind you that Mercy Multiplied and Mercy Talk are funded solely by donors, and we are so thankful for the support of so many people all over the country and even the world. So please consider supporting this free programming by giving a gift at mercymultiplied.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Mercy Multiplied. Thanks for listening today, and we hope you'll join us next week.